into another episode of You've Been Watching. It's been a little bit. Uh, my co-host Brian Morton out for a couple weeks. Had to had to go get the knee replaced. He's going to be RoboCop here when he gets back. So I am joined by the one and only, the amazing Dave Rieger. Who uh, Dave, you and I went and saw a couple movies over the last few weeks, and we thought we'd talk about them. Yeah, we saw a couple of the same movies, and uh, yeah, it's uh, a very honored to be filling in for Brian as he turns into uh, Detroit's. Uh, Famed RoboCop. Yeah. yeah. There's some big shoes to fill. They really are. They absolutely Literally. <laughs> Literally, not figuratively. Yeah. Actually, figuratively as well. Yeah. Uh, first one we're going to talk about, we didn't see this one together. One of the movies we saw together, the other one we, we, we saw uh, apart, but we had a, a lot in common when it came to it, is the new Top Gun Maverick. Just, oh, just a phenomenal movie. Uh, well, I mean, it was great. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if not better than the first, just as good for sure. Well, that was that's going. We're going to talk about that as we get down the road. But before we do, we need to touch on it. It's Top Gun Maverick. Thirty years later, we find uh, Pete Maverick Mitchell, Tom Cruise. He's he's still doing the Daredevil stuff. He's still living the big life as it would be, uh, and. He, he for circumstances uncontrolled to him he, he has to return to top gun the school where they train the top fighter pilots and he's gotta he's got to be now the old man who teaches them all how to do it for this impossible mission and while he's there he kind of butts heads with some people he runs into old old flames and old old contacts and goose his best friend who you know if you haven't seen top gun i'm gonna throw spoilers out there his best friend is wingman who died in the first one well goose's son is now at Top Gun as one of those pilots, codenamed Rooster, and they they have a past. And the first question I want to ask you before we get to anything else about this movie, because I had this debate with our friend Sean Belegian the other day. I've mentioned this debate to you. Can you see Top Gun Maverick without seeing Top Gun? I do not think that you can fully enjoy Top Gun Maverick without seeing Top Gun. There is, there's flashbacks. There's there's just there's there's too much backstory involved. You you won't understand the dynamic between Maverick and Rooster. You know you won't understand the significance of the scene where Rooster is singing in the bar and the song that he's singing. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that you need to understand from the first Top Gun to fully enjoy Top Gun Maverick. In my opinion, I, I agree, and 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 that's Sean had the the. The statement that no, you could go see it because he believes the flashbacks and all that they tie it in. I said, yeah, but if you don't know what it was, you don't know what Goose meant to to Maverick. You don't know that if if they don't die, if he doesn't pass away in the first one, Rooster probably considers Maverick like an uncle. They're very close. They're very tight. They grow up together, and a lot of things change. What I do love though is that if you go back now and watch Top Gun. There's some references in there that play into this, yeah. like Jennifer Connelly's character, uh, Penny, the bartender who he kind of has the romantic relationship with, is mentioned very early on in the original Top Gun, and it goes over your head because you don't know who it is, and then it ties back in. Uh, and at the end, the, the one I didn't remember, and it is what it is because it's such a small thing, but they at the very end of the first Top Gun, the the admiral on the, the flight deck asks him what he wants to do next. He can have any job he wants, and he says, I think I want to go teach. And that is what he did, and he washed out. So they did a great job of, like, they didn't leave it off. They filled in that gray area that you didn't get for 30 years to get where it was. And, I mean, to see Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer makes the appearance. Yeah. It's not the Val Kilmer we remember, but to me it was great to see him. And they had that great moment together, and I really, I did enjoy it. But it also, it 
uh, Iceman Val Kilmer's character is exactly where you'd expect him to be. He climbed the ladder just like he's supposed to, something Maverick should have done but wasn't able to do. Right. And, you know, you, even you had mentioned this to me when we talked about it, that even Penny's house looks a lot like uh, Kelly McGillis's character's home from Top Gun. Yeah. And even the car that Penny drives is a lot like the car that Kelly McGillis drove. So, and of course, Maverick is, still has his motorcycle. Absolutely. So what I found interesting was that the, the uh, song Danger Zone from the original Top Gun which they brought back for this one. Kenny Loggins re-recorded it, but they used the original anyway oh. to keep that, you know, original theme, even though Lady Gaga has the main song in Top Gun Maverick, uh, the Take My Breath Away, if you will, from Berlin, away. from the original Top Gun. Now, be honest, though. You're, you're sitting at theater. The screen comes on. Now, we saw this as a screening, so we didn't get uh, trailers. We just got the movie. Right. But you're sitting in that chair... It comes on, and first thing you hear is that 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 drum up to yeah. Danger Zone. It does something to you. It oh, grabs yeah. you, and you're kind of like, "Ooh!" My wife, who's a huge Top Gun fan, it's one of her favorite movies. She loves Tom Cruise. I, I swear, if the if the armrest hadn't been there, she swung her hand down so hard I would have punched the floor. She was grabbing me so tight when it happened. Right. I mean, the fact that they even use the same font. Uh, for the uh, credits at the beginning mm -hmm. that they used back in the original Top Gun. And that was 1986, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, pretty close to that. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was will, really well done. I thought they touched, they, they, they checked, as you said, they checked every box. Mm -hmm. You know, everything that you wanted to see from this movie, they did. And I still think, I, I think they could make another one. I think that you could have another Top Gun. And I would, I would go watch it. I also am amazed... Tom Cruise's first $100 million uh, making movie opening weekend yeah, ever. I heard, I heard that. That was his most successful ever. first movie, uh, or successful opening. I think I agree they could make another one. Hopefully it doesn't take him 30 years because right. Tom Cruise will be 90 by then. And he'll, he'll, look, and he'll look like he's uh, 60. He'll still be doing what he's doing. Right. Um, no, I completely agree. I think they could make another one, and I think they left it open to be able to make another one. The thing now is it was almost that passing of the torch to Miles Teller, who plays Rooster, uh, Goose's son. And it's like, is he going to want to do it? Is he going to be, will he be, because in a way you saw Goose in a way, but he also had a lot of Maverick. He was willing to take risks. He was willing to, willing to do stuff. And I, if nothing else, I, you know, you don't have to be a Tom Cruise fan to go see this movie, in my opinion. I, you go just for the the fight scenes and the air the the flight stuff because they apparently they did a lot of this stuff and like 30 years ago they didn't have the technology to do that so you could tell they were in a blue screen where they just kept moving the, right. the cockpit back and forth this one I read that they they literally stuck them in where goose would have sat the second seat and they built it to look like the front of the plane Correct. and then they had a pilot actually doing exactly. this and he's from Michigan too oh okay yeah and the guys these guys were yeah. doing this he's stuff. from Michigan that, that he went up and trained with those guys it's yeah. it, it was just so cool it really was and i, I to me though it, the, the, my my only eh about it and if it really if i have to be a stickler it's going to be my eh, is it's 30 years later and if this guy did everything the way you expect him to have done for 30 years, he's not anywhere in the military at this point. By then, they would have kicked him out 20 years ago. But 
It was Goose that kept. It was. Uh, I'm sorry. It was uh, Iceman. It was Val Kilmer's character mm-hmm. that kept on bailing him out. They said that. Yeah. And when and uh, you know, so it was him that kept him uh, still part of it. But this guy is like the chief admiral of the uh, admiral of the right. of the, uh, the Air Force or the Navy. I think they're Navy. The Navy. Yeah. Right. At what point does someone above him go, yeah, you, no, no more? Apparently not. Apparently it didn't happen. Yeah. Again, it's a movie thing right. and it is what it is. Uh, right. But no, look, I really, I, I very much enjoyed this movie. I agree with you. Uh, it, it, it's a top two one, but you said it earlier on and it, it is a fair question that has to be asked. Is it better than Top Gun? It is. If I don't think it's better, but I think it's on the level with the original. Okay. I would put them on the same level. I'm not going to put one above the other. I thought they were both very good. Because I watched the original Top Gun knowing that we were going to go to this screening. So um, they're both great. Just great films. I mean, it's just a good movie. I, I mean, it was just, I've. It was just, it was very well done. Mm-hmm. I just, everything that I went in looking to see how they were going to handle it, I thought they did great. I, no, I agree. I, I did the same thing. I knew my wife and I were going to go see it. So I had seen Top Gun a thousand times. I knew everything, but I did watch it again. And that's part of why, like, when those little references that they make in the first one, in the second one, we kind of looked at each other like, that's who that is. Right. So I, but you know what? I, I agree. I think the nostalgia and the history of Top Gun makes it so it's very hard to jump it. It really is. Oh, this sure. movie this movie does just as well. If this movie wasn't called Top Gun Maverick, it was called something else. It's a great movie on its own. It just happens to have Top Gun ta- tag to it. So, but I'm with you. I think this is a it's right there if not maybe a, a hair past it. Uh and it's it's kind of everything we've come to expect from Tom Cruise. It's over the top all the way through. There's not really a minute where you can sit there and kind of like Relax, because you know something big's coming around the corner, uh, and it, it it was a very very enjoyable movie. I agree. Yeah. Now you said you think there's room for another one. Yeah. What's the next one? It's a good question. I'm not sure where they go, but they did leave it open. It could be like you said. It could focus more on Rooster. Um, it could focus more on maybe now Maverick does get bumped up to do something more in the Navy. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. Well, I mean. Again, we're we're giving a review here. Uh, maybe without giving too much of a spoiler here, maybe Maverick kind of does start progressing to the desk side of things. Potentially. And again, you want him in a plane, so I think you'll get that in a pla- in the plane sure. moment. Right. But um, maybe he more progresses to that Iceman desk side, and right. he's got to start bailing Rooster out, kind of thing. Maybe Rooster starts being the guy that pushes the edge a little more than they want, and. Right. Maverick's got to be that guy to kind of bring him back because you know he's going to keep a protective role. He he did throughout that entire first movie or th- throughout this entire movie. So my thought is, yeah, maybe we get a little more of a protective Maverick that has to kind of keep an eye on Rooster a little bit. Cause, Potentially, because I, I it is stat, and I'm I'm, I'm going to blank on characters' names here, uh, but Hangman, that's who it was. They uh, a great actor, Glenn Powell, who plays Hangman, is kind of the Iceman. Right. In this one, he's, he's a little more friendly, but you can tell there's that rivalry. You've got yeah. the other guys, like the supporting cast of fighters, but it's between Rooster and Hangman, and Hangman has a big redemption moment at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, how cool was it? You see uh, Maverick in a plane, Rooster's in the backseat, just like Goose would have been. It really did feel, and Miles Teller, I, I don't know about you, dead ringer to kind of be 
Anthony Edwards' yeah. son. I mean, I guess I read that uh, they did a lot of screen tests, and when he came in, they were like, this is the guy, because he looks so much like Anthony Edwards did back then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have to ask this, because it's a trend now. It's a big thing I've seen on Instagram and TikTok. I, not a lot of facial hair. Doesn't doesn't happen for me. I can go for a little bit, but it's not going to be great. Dave Rieger, he's got a very nice, flourishing beard. He's had it since I've known him for eight years now. You saw this movie. Any thoughts about just getting rid of it and going with no, the rooster no, pilot mustache? No. I'd have to get into some he mega shape to be able to, to pull that off. But you're right. <laughs> I do see on TikTok and social media the the Miles Teller look. And a lot of, I also see the I, I just saw um Top Gun and they they're heading to their car and then they show the picture of like the dashboard in their car and they're sitting there with the sunglasses on and the mustache and they're getting ready to drive home and it's just like, oh man. I, I think you should do it, man. I mean, yeah. you're going to get one of two things. You're going to get the Miles Teller right. you know, mustache, or you're going to get, please stay away from me. And One of the two. One of the and two. It's probably going to be the latter. Probably going to be the latter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So it's come to that point of the show. We, we do it every every episode, and we're going to do it this one, too. Your, your rating. If you had to rate this movie out of 10, where, where does this fall for you? I definitely give it a nine and a half. Nine and a half. Oh, yeah. That's, that, there's not a lot of wiggle room there, yeah. man. That nine means, and a half. Well, I, I, I'm very curious what the half point. There's only one movie that I would give a 10 out of 10 to that I've okay. seen in my life. And? Only one. What's that? The Dark Knight. The Dark. You're talking about the Heath Ledger Batman. I'm talking about the Heath Ledger Batman. Heath Ledger the only 10. movie that I'll give a 10. Yes. It's a big 10. It's a big. I, okay. It's a big yes. 10. Yeah. So don't ever tell that to Brian. Or you'll never. Oh, be allowed, I know. We've had, we've had the discussions again. about it. What, if you can think of it, what 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 took the half point away? The only thing that would have taken the um, half point away probably would have been, I would say that um, it. Um, the only thing that I would say would be. Ah, uh, it's hard to hard to say. That's a good. I'm. I. I there just. There was something about it that just didn't. It didn't give me a ten. Just like Keith Ledger Batman. I don't know, quite know what it is, but it, it was pretty close to ten. It was pretty close. Okay. I'm not. I don't know if there's a specific part of it. It was just kind of a general feeling. Okay. That I would give it nine and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go a little lower than you. Not okay. not much lower. I, mm -hmm. I'm I'm. Just for the fun of it, usually you go by half points. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go 8.75. Okay. And the reason I go 8.75, like I said earlier, there's okay. no way this guy would still be in the Navy, even right. with Iceman. Uh, okay. There's okay. no way Iceman would it. have his job if he kept it. bailing out this one guy. My only other thing, and I, I, I like this actor. I, I'm a fan of this guy. I think he's hilarious in some of the stuff I've seen him in. Mm -hmm. John Hamm plays the kind of director of yeah. Top Gun. John Hamm's role in this movie served no purpose other than to be the only speed bump between Maverick being able to do what he needs to do mm -hmm. and these these students. He played like he serves no redemption purpose. He's literally just a speed bump the entire way. Right. And it's like we we never had that in the original Top Gun. Like uh you know, you had Viper and Jester who were the 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 flight instructors then. They were speed bumps, but they weren't just flat out dick speed bumps. They weren't a problem yeah. for him. That's all John Hamm was, was just an obstacle. And it's like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I get it. But I also look at it as you could take John Hamm's character completely out of this movie 
And I don't know that it's any different of a movie. Well, you had to have an antagonist because he had Ed Harris's character at the beginning when he was testing the mock jet. And mm-hmm. then you had to have the antagonist because the, the guy that was second in charge was a, was a Maverick fan. So, so you, you kind of you needed that John Hamm character. You needed that. You needed the reason that he had to go and and jump in the plane after he relieved him of duty, you know, mm-hmm. and go and show everybody that he could do that. That he could do that run. So yeah, but what I'm saying is like, again, not to give it away. The whole point of this is for Maverick to train them for this impossible mission. Yeah, and throughout it, it's very clear that to John Hamm. He doesn't care if five planes come back or if no planes come back. Right. As long as the mission gets done, he doesn't really care about the right. pilots. Maverick cared about Maverick the pilots. Maverick cares about everybody getting right. home. Right. So John Hamm, to me, was also kind of a bad guy because he's like, I, I don't care if you all die. Right. So I get he had to be that. But to me, it was the thing like, if you're going to train these guys to do an impossible mission, right. rules don't apply. As long as the plane doesn't blow up. Right. Anything he shows you has like, to be fair. But he's a company man, and he's the antagonist, so that's the role he's playing. So yeah, yeah. So I that was my o- that was my only. Thing. I get it. I, I, I again, I like John Hamm. I'm a fan of John Hamm, but to me, he just he all he was was a speed bump, right? That like you couldn't get over, and you knew it was going to be that way. Like eventually, Maverick was going to have to get in the plane and just right, say, "Of course, let me show you how it's done," kind of thing. But at the same time, it was like, I kind of wish... Because there was no bend all the way. John Hamm didn't like him all the way until the end of the movie. Right. I wish there was that bending point. Like, eventually... Right. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, who plays uh, Viper in the original movie. Oh, Tom, uh, that was... Um, Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt, right. Tom Skerritt. Yeah. Eventually, Skerritt bends, and he starts, like, coping right. with Maverick. Right, but that's because he flew with his dad, so yeah, yeah, you know. But I'm just saying, so that was my only reason. Other than that, this movie's, a, ni- this movie's a nine easy for me if it's not for... The, the just that little problem I have with, I get with John Hamm, um, but absolutely, if you if you listen to the last twenty minutes of this show, you know this is a scathing review. We love this show or this movie. We yeah. we absolutely endorse it, and I'm with I'm with you. I hope they make another one. I hope mm-hmm. they can find a way to make another one. Look, Tom Cruise puts out a Mission Impossible every two years. He can put out another Top Gun. Yeah, he's got two more coming. So yeah, take take five take five years. Really think up a good story. Don't wait thirty years because Tom Cruise will literally die in the right. plane. Exactly for real. Uh, also, cool little tidbit I learned uh, from seeing this: the plane that's in his hangar in the start of the movie—that's at the end, that's actually Tom Cruise's oh, yeah. plane, which I thought was super cool to find out that, like, he's like, "No, yeah. that's my plane. I want that in there." Very cool. So, yeah, again, great movie. Really enjoyed it. Uh, that's Dave Rieger. I'm Eric Dorsch. This has been you've been watching, and we'll talk again soon. Tomorrow.